Hello and welcome to What Went Wrong, an oral history of NBC's Ultimate Slip and Slide, the TV series that halted production amid reports of explosive diarrhea on set. I'm Spencer Crittenden, joined by our host, Jeff Brian Davis. Hello, everybody. Hello, Hapuccinos. It's Jeff uh, and Spencer, and we're back with That Happens. Um, oh, it's time to drink, but all I have is water. I'm, when did I become Ugh. like 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 the, the, the water drinking guy? Ugh. Uh, I, okay, so, uh, you know, a lot of people like seltzer. Do you drink seltzer, Jeff, or are you just a plain water guy? I'm a plain water guy. I don't like those bubbles unless they're in soda. I like fuzzy water. <laughs> I, like my, I, I like my water fuzzy. Yeah. Um, I, 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 at, at home, I drink just straight old, uh, you know, jug, you know, like b- bottled flat water. But if I go out when I'm not drinking uh, out of the bar, I'll, I'll get a soda water and bitters because it's like mm. a cocktail. But it's uh, yeah, I, I like I like a little fur on my water sometimes. Yeah, man. And I like my water thick, you know, just give it oozing right out the mm-hmm. out the bottle, you know? Yeah, that's called <laughs> syrup. <laughs> not the way I drink it. You, you know what no. I don't do? Wait, what's going on here? <laughs> Kevin wait, 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 Kevin has gone rogue. <laughs> okay, so I, I asked Kevin to prepare a video because before we do the show, we often play this video of me screaming. And um, I, I asked Jeff before the show if he had seen it, and he said no. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe we should play it for Jeff. Could we could we play that for Jeff, Kevin? Yeah. Yes, I, 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 is this going to be alarming? Am I, am I going to be uh, rattled to my core? Well, I'll tell you this: you aren't ready for it. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm almost always ready for anything. <laughs> okay. This looks like Mark Hamill on a rock. It's a girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so wait. So what did okay. you, you think? I, that's pretty special. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm what? What did I? What did you make that? Did somebody else make this? Is this a Rob Schraub creation? What, what happened here? Me and a friend made this. It was my idea. Um, so that's a parody video and it's a parody of. Well, imagine what you just saw, except instead of me, it was just a different fat guy doing exactly the same thing, because that's what the video is. It's just this old fat guy who's like, uh, I mean, he's a famous guy. He's a famous Australian screamer. Oh, okay. I, I have seen that. Mm-hmm. I have not and seen so your, riff on it. your version of it, but it's very good. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like had the, the idea I, I like quarantine. that you're just th- this kind of uh, Godzilla-esque figure looming outside the other... Uh, the black mining hills of South Dakota or the Appalachians or wherever you are and uh, just like some sort of spectral being. That's, that's really, that's, that's going to stay with me for better or for worse. It, it's, it's, it's close to my heart. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of the, one of the few works I'm proud of, you know, I don't know um, if I can but- find it easily, but maybe, maybe we'll save it for next time. Um, <laughs> I was asked by the uh, Lonely Island guys. Remember the show, uh, uh, Awesome Town? They, they, they did like a pilot. I don't know mm-hmm. if they made episodes for it, it was just a pilot. Do you know, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think it was a show. Let me check. 
Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, they called me up one one day and said, "Could you come uh, to CBS Radford and wear your cowboy outfit?" Because I have a uh, a cowboy costume that I well, one Halloween. I went to a Western wear store and really went for it with the cowboy outfit. Like I, I wanted to look like Jack Palance from Shane. So in the full of black Wranglers, a black shirt with embroidery and a black Stetson and some nice Lucchese boots, a gun belt and a re- replica Colt 45 uh, revolver that I borrowed from Matt Gorley and black, uh, black Dukes, you know, like the black gloves and mm-hmm. a little neckerchief. And um, this was back when I was really partying too much. And um, I'm in it. For- Kevin's going rogue again. Here, uh, I'm trying to pull that up for you. Kevin, get rid. <laughs> I wish I, uh, you had more I, studio I, I, laughter. I, I, I'm in the opening theme song, and I'm dressed like a, like a cowboy, and I am so red eyed in it. I don't know that I even slept that night. Uh, it was one of those nights, and mm-hmm. uh, I and I, and I I just I have, I have a bullwhip and I yell roll call. And uh, the, 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 we, we need to put those together. Meet my roll call thing. Like if we can insert that clip into, into yeah. Spencer's uh, screaming video. Yeah, we definitely. You know, it's it's it's. Uh, we got we got one thing that's mine before the show. We need we need your stuff before the show too. Yeah. Well, mine's um, not as dynamic as yours. It was just me going <laughs> roll call. Uh, all almost all that was the the guy I worked with, Kunk. He's like he's a photographer, like a. a uh, you know, a film filmographer. I don't know, a videographer. He's a videographer mm-hmm. and an editor, and so he basically did the whole thing. It was just my idea. But uh, oh, uh, so so do you know? <laughs> you know, Norm died. You know, Norm died like on Monday or something. You know, Norm McDonald. Yeah, that was very sad. Yeah, I, I, I was. I, I, I was such I, a huge I, like fan. many people, did not know that he was sick. Uh, I, I, he didn't. He didn't publicize that really at all. I guess maybe just to his closest friends. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that was apparently he didn't I, even I, tell his family. I spent hours and hours going back and watching, um, watching clips of him. And uh, there's this really great interview that because he, he was on Letterman a thousand times. Because uh, and also just Dave, who didn't always love everybody, he clearly loved Norm. And mm-hmm. when. Norm got uh, fired off of Weekend Update. There's a really funny long interview where Dave is mad at Lorne Michaels and the, and the and the the president of NBC for fucking with Norm. And like like, like Dave seemed to have really taken it personally. And it's a really funny interview, but Dave seems much more bummed out about it than than Norm does. And, and uh, <laughs> it's a great it's a great moment. Yeah, you know, Norm had like one season of a Netflix kind of talk show, and that basically only happened because David Letterman's like, Netflix, make this show. I'll EP it. You know, I'll be on it. And they're like, I mean, okay, you're David Letterman. You know, did did, did I talk about Norm like the week before he died? Weren't we just talking about him? Someone said you did, but I don't remember. But I also have, you know, weed brain. So, but someone said you did. But I mean, any. I don't know. Yeah, so some, somebody online said that I, I I had just spoken about him. I don't remember if it was on That Happens or or, or somewhere else or what. But yeah, but, but briefly, if I'm repeating myself, because again, uh, it's the Jeff Davis. Have I told the story before? Corner. <laughs> it's uh, our famous segment. <laughs> also, the Nazis are at it again, Spencer. I hate to break into the news corner in the middle of Jeff Davis. Uh, have I told the story before? But I, I, I got I got to work on the Norm show. That his his. Oh, kind yeah. of short-lived uh, sitcom. I think it was only on for two seasons, maybe. And uh, it was him, Max Wright, the dad from Alf, uh, Laurie Metcalf, awesomely, and uh, Artie Lang. It was maybe the most dysfunctional cast I've ever been uh, happy enough to work with, uh, lucky enough to work with. 
uh, Lori hated being there, even though she's a genius actor and a genius sitcom actor, but she hated it. She hated the cameras. She hated the audience. She hated everything. She, <laughs> she, just, she just wanted to uh, move back to Chicago and do theater with her daughter at the Steppenwolf. Max Wright is a crazy town. Um, he's the guy that would miss uh, table reads and he, he would just be like in New Hampshire in a ditch like his car <laughs> driven off the side of the road with a lap full of empty champagne bottles and then he was uh, famously on the cover of National Enquirer one of those rags uh, hidden cameras like, do, doing, co doing like crack with, with, with gay homeless guys uh, awesome I, stuff I ditches you know they're not ditches used to be a happening spot you know like yeah. basically up until maybe the 1970s i want to say like yeah. you know things were going on in ditches but now like it's yeah. you know it's trash or nothing yeah it's all it's all it's all these days it's all ravines <laughs> it's, it's mostly a ravine kind of situation now back but, in uh, my day we had a ditch and we were happy about it yeah luxury uh we used to dream about being in a ditch uh so on the, on the night of the show because norm didn't really rehearse that hard laurie metcalf on the other hand because she is a uh, consummate professional actor she really rehearsed she took notes and she every rehearsal throughout the sitcom week uh she was trying things out and really like digging in and like like experimenting and exploring and everybody else is like comics and lazy and you can i'll, I'll be funny on the night and uh, Norm didn't really rehearse that much. And before the show, this is the first time I'd ever seen a sitcom do this. And we were, we were shooting at Warner Brothers. And, uh, and also, if the police are on their way, Spencer, make sure that you Warner Brother. Uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's a, how often does that come up? I mean, that's great. But how know. often I, do I, you I, fit I, that into I saw into a dude anyway. with that shirt with the, with the WB logo. You know, like, like the, you know, the, 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 the WB. And it said, if the police come in, Warner Brother. <laughs> Uh, it's a great shirt, That's but awesome. uh, we met in the in the green room where normally it's reserved for the uh, the network exec Mucky Mucks to watch the show and pass judgment from on high. Uh, we the whole cast met up there and get guest stars like myself. I, I was just a guest star on it, uh, and to do a speed read before the show, which I had never seen before, like, like like to really just speed read the entire episode. And I got the impression that it was basically for Norm that. Uh, and then is this story ringing a bell to either of you? Have we, did I just tell the story on the show? Not just, but yeah. Then you said like, weren't you talking to Artie Lang about how he like, yes, how he just gets blasted and gets like, we, I always, I, it, to me, it sounded like, like I imagined uh, like a moving dolly and he was just like on the dolly and he just like <laughs> rolled him in. No, I don't he, know. He, he was gone for like an hour, hour and a half. The audience is loaded in. So I know I'm repeating myself now, but uh, we were all worried about it. Norm. I'm like, does this happen a lot? And Artie offered me a cigar. I'm like, I don't smoke, but can I take one for a friend? He's like, yeah, he gave me this nice, like Nat Sherman cigar. And uh, or like little cigarillo kind of thing, and mm -hmm. if if you can imagine, I knew Artie a little bit, but Artie was like he seemed like the level one, like the level-headed guy in the cast comparatively <laughs> to everybody else in this weird-ass group of people. <laughs> and Norm came in; he had done a bunch of Xanax, and then uh, uh, when the taping started, he was perfect. He was absolutely perfect. Um, there's, a, there's a good story Sam Simon told me because Sam Simon was executive producer on that show. Mm -hmm. And Norm, as funny as he is, one of the greatest comics of all time, and, and it's certainly a comics comic, and he will certainly be missed by everybody. He's goddamn, he's yeah. funny. Um, 
He invented new ways to be funny. He was the the way he was funny were ways that are just impossible to be funny. Like like it, it wasn't just the comedy. It was it was pulling comedy where not even there shouldn't be comedy. There just couldn't be comedy. And it just like he just made it happen as easily as possible. He was also just amazing amazing at just reading, you know, lines of words and then yeah. And then it would just be funny. Not anything about the words themselves. Like, just like, the, it was just it was amazing. It was just like, it was truly spinning straw out of gold. I mean, obviously, it took a ton of effort, but it was just like, you know, it was just incredible. Yeah. It's, it, it, Sorry. I, I like when he would do like, like dumb, like long, 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 like stretches of, of build up for the, the stupidest punchline in the world. It's so great. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, Sam that's one said, of my favorite um, bits. Norm's not a great dramatic actor, apparently. And, uh, and there was a scene when he fucks up, like like his love interest in the show, and I can't, I'm, I'm blanking on the on the actress's name, but uh, he 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 steps in it, he does something stupid, and she's like, you know what, I don't want to ever want to talk to you again, like 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 this is over, I was like, you know, fuck you, this is this is the end, and she slams the door and walks out and slams the door behind her, and that's the end of the scene, and I think that was a commercial break, and Norm in the script is supposed to look very sad. So she would do the line in rehearsal and she would go, I don't ever, never want to talk to you again. Slam. And then Norm would just stand there. And just wait, waiting for someone to yell cut. And uh, Sam would go, okay. So Sam, <laughs> Sam geniusly found a way to make Norm act sad. S Sam took his watch off and t took his wristwatch off and placed it on the floor about five feet to the right of Norm. So when the actress, he goes, Norm, when she leaves, watch her walk out, slam the door, take a beat, and then look at, look at my watch. <laughs> so that's how they did it. Uh, like, like, teach you the dog to act. But that's, uh, a, a slam. that's another thing. And, and, and then he just went. <laughs> and it worked. Fucking genius. <laughs> But that's like that's part of what's so crazy is because it, it simultaneously felt like it was so well put together, so rehearsed, but also so natural. Like he didn't even know what he was saying was funny, you know, like he doesn't even get the joke. Uh, but it was like it was always simultaneously. You could almost like you could never pin him down. And, you know, I don't you know, I think he seems especially now that he's gone. You know, he definitely seems like a hard guy to pin down. Um, I don't know. Um, that, that, that was a that was a special time for me because like I was that was when I was really really broke and I was being, I had been evicted and uh, I moved into a new apartment and the like a couple days before after three and a half years of auditioning I got whose line is it anyway and I was gonna get paid in time to pay my rent uh, to, to, to my new landlord in this place that I had no money and then that same week I got called in by the casting for the norm show by uh, Bonnie Zane and Gail Pillsbury uh, they had been trying to cast this guest star all week and they were having trouble with it. Um, the, the bit was, it's a Halloween party and Lori Metcalf is dressed up like a guy, like with a mustache. And that was her Halloween costume. And she's flirting with, the, she can't tell, is it a cute guy dressed as a, as a female nurse or is it a woman dressed, dressed as a nurse for Halloween? Right. And she's convinced that I am a cute guy dressed as a female nurse. But but the, the, there's a debate going on between Norm and everybody else of whether or not, whether or not I'm a, I'm a woman or a man, and so I, I um, she couldn't cast it. Couldn't, they, were, they were trying trans people. They were trying crossdresser types and you know like 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 kind of out there queens and this and that. And Bonnie's like, oh, 
Jeff. I did. I, had, I, did, I did no character. I, I didn't do anything. But I had long, you know, shaggy hair back then. And uh, it turns out I've learned that I'm a size 15 in, in drag queen high heels. And I had three inch heels on that I had to learn how to walk in. And uh, let me tell you, I was working it. Uh, yeah. It was very fun. All, I saw all my scene. scene all my scenes are with Laurie Metcalf because Laurie Metcalf is she's she's just a hero. I fucking love her. But yeah, that was yeah. a dysfunctional cast. That was a very <laughs> weird group. Yeah, very strange. But uh, yeah, no yeah, good. Rob, I, I shouldn't tell it. You should have Robert Dan tell the story about them meeting Norm. Um, they were doing improv uh, comedy sports in Milwaukee, where they're from, for Summerfest, which is a big you know like outdoor music festival and stuff like that and they would always be comedy sports and everybody's drunk and you know you know it's it's you know it's milwaukee so everybody's you know, <laughs> well, well well fucked up sure and it's it's roasting out because it's summertime and it's humid and and i, I guess uh, norm showed up and he had uh, really bad diarrhea and he was not feeling well and this person who was like the, the wrangler for him kept saying you cannot swear you cannot do anything about god jesus uh, no religious stuff no swearing we won't pay you and he's like okay i need to take a shit i gotta shit myself i'm sure i'm gonna shit my pants right now and like, you can't swear you can't swear and he's like i know i know like and he's freaking out and he's hot and he's got a, he's got explosive diarrhea and she wouldn't lay off him about it apparently and uh she just kept saying don't swear no no religious stuff no god no this no that and if, i think if i'm from rem remembering how rob and uh dan have told me the story he gets on stage and his first line is jesus cocksucker is it hot out here uh and, and, and then he continued to go on and do the dirtiest set of all time because he's fucking awesome jesus yeah. cocksucker <laughs> jesus cocksucker man well you know i know a thing or two about having to get diarrhea didn't, and I'll tell didn't you, you why. almost poop yourself uh, during one of our shows? Didn't you have to flee the scene? Yeah, but that was a different incident. No, um, okay. so y you know I love Doctor or Mountain Dew, Jeff, and Doctor Pepper. But you know Mountain Dew. But Applebee's has a new Mountain Dew. You could go to Applebee's and get Mountain Dew. What? It's blue. It's blueberry flavored Mountain Dew. And you know I had to go to Pasadena to Applebee's to try it out. And is, that the closest, I, is, that the, is that the closest Applebee's to, to us? <laughs> yeah, there's one in Pasadena and there's one in like, like uh, you know, deep, like Van Nuys. It's like, it's weird. Right. There's a weird dead spot of a lot of chains in the kind of like concentrated LA area that you notice. It's very strange, but you know, whatever. I think it's because, right. you know, they, they thrive off of cheap, um, cheap, property where they can have large parking lots and you really just can't have like a parking lot that size to support right. like a, one of those places in la i don't know though. now is this like an on tap situation or because it, it come in a bottle or is it <laughs> yeah it's on tap it's it's weird you know they're just doing they're they're honestly going too crazy but i'm here for it like but yeah it's it's like go to here they go to here um you could get this apparently <laughs> go, they go to here <laughs> applebee's Go to here. Go to here. Yeah. But it's like Mountain Dew is like, hey, if you like Mountain Dew, go to Applebee's. You know, um, apparently they have this new apple soda and um, the apple soda is a riff off of an old apple Mountain Dew that they had that was only served at a place called Via Pizza or Villa Pizza, which I don't even, is that even a chain that just might be one pizza restaurant? Wow. Um, but anyway applebee's don't go there i got sick um i i ate the food i immediately was like this doesn't taste right this something's wrong i felt sick i was driving home i had to like i had to i was like i'm gonna shit myself and um and then the closer i got to home the more i was like and i'm gonna throw up 
And so I got home right before I shit myself. I, uh, you know, I went to the bathroom, finished up, and then immediately was like, ah, and I had to throw up. Jesus Christ. Um, and then I was like, was it like food, food poisoning or just, I just think something? so. Yeah, I was fucked up the whole two next two days. Um, I'm I'm better now, but it was like what's, it was what's a the new days. commercial? I, I, I was watching some TVs and uh, there's an Applebee's ad where it's about like kind of like a it's something to the to the effect that we like we doing it fancy. Yeah, so that's what I was gonna say is that I should have known to expect this because they do have this new marketing campaign with this new song that's like, yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night with the with the street house steak and the Oreo shake with the whipped cream and a top two. You know we gonna go and then they just start vomiting in the song, and so it's like I should have seen that coming. You know, it's like if the guy is vomiting while he's singing the song that they're using in the promotional marketing. I think that's a clue that maybe you should avoid that food. You know, he, he doesn't vomit in the commercial <laughs> unless you're watching a different commercial than I. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the my last joke. time. The last time I went to Applebee's, there was a. This is a vomit-related story, but it wasn't Applebee's fault. We were in Portland, Oregon, and Chip Eston in our group the night before. We had gone to Huber's uh, bar in, in Portland, and he had like three Singapore slings, which are you know enormous. They're like it's a big, tall, sweet you know, tropical cocktail, and he had three of them. And, you know, we'd also been, you know, doing other drinking, you know, like, you know, probably during our show. But uh, we were on the tour bus, and I have, I have footage of almost everybody in the cast barfing at some point. Uh, I, I collect these photos of people on the side of the road puking their guts out. And, um, but we stopped at Applebee's because somebody that we know went to our show and his daughter works at an Applebee's outside of Portland, Oregon. And we started, to, we, we would get a hankering when we were on the road to stop for hangover milkshakes at Applebee's just to go and, we, and I, I would get a strawberry milkshake and that was good. But Chip was just puking like a fire hydrant. It was awesome. I, I, I am gripped by the urge. I want to see your coffee table book of roadside photos of people vomiting. That yeah. sounds amazing. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's there. I've got a lot of photos of like us peeing in cornfields because like like our, our cast. We're getting old, everybody. We're uh, we're, we're, we're we call our we call our show the Antique Road Show, and uh, the 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 tininess of the bladders on our tour bus is shocking. Greg proves <laughs> has to pee on the way to go pee and then pees on the way back from peeing, uh, and so we're, there's there's lots of photos of us just out in the middle of a cornfield peeing, and and occasionally barfing. <laughs> yeah man applebee's the thing is i haven't been there in a decade because like i have mostly negative memories associated with applebee's like yeah. in my head it's gross and then when i looked at the menu i was like what would anyone order from like none of this looks like food like why would you go to a restaurant and pay money just to get this you know usually mm -hmm. when i get a restaurant it's like it's to get something that's either cheap or easier or it's like the kind of thing you can't just easily make at home you know yeah uh, how, how did uh, at what point what deal with what devil did Chili's make to be in every goddamn airport in the country? Like, like Chili's <laughs> is just ubiquitous. Mm -hmm. And I, I go, I frequent the Chili's like at O'Hare because there's, although now there's better food at most, rest, uh, most airports, but yeah. the Chili's too, T-O-O, um, it, it has a veggie burger and it's, it's reliably shit, but it's still like, it's, it, it technically is food. And if you if you need something to eat, I can get a black bean burger at the Chili's too. But holy fuck, is it salty? They 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 put salt on everything. 
Yeah. I mean, then, then again, I, I'm, I'm so sick of not traveling that I, I can't wait to be at a fucking Chili's at the fucking Denver airport or whatever. Um, I, I, I go on the road soon. I'm so bloody excited. Although in the Denver airport, I go to Elway's, the John Elway steak restaurant, even though I, can, I don't eat the steak. And that's one of the several restaurants in the country. I mean, uh, bars in airports in the country where before my butt hits the stool, there is a beer and a Fernet Branca waiting for me because when I come in, they know exactly what I'm having. So wow. um, th- th- there's a certain level of alcoholism when, the, when, when bartenders in airports across the land know exactly what I'm having. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You just you cut, a, you cut, a, cut the profile of a guy who, who wants those things, I guess. No, I just, I just, I'm, I'm just there all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, uh, the, what's the... Uh, What's the place in San Francisco at the SFO airport? I forget that. I can't think of the name of the uh, of the grill. Um, and the yeah, they, they they instantly there's there's a large anchor steam and a huge Fernet Bronco waiting for me. It's great. An anchor steam, huh? Yeah. Damn man. Well, you know what's like alcohol, or what well, you know what's an alcohol is apple cider. <laughs> And you know what tastes kind of like apple cider is the newest offering from Mountain Dew, Jeff. Mountain Dew Thrash Apple, only available at Kroger, Kroger Family Grocery Stores. Now, this is not the Applebee's apple apple stuff. No, that stuff was like it was just a, it was deep blue, and it was uh, it tasted like Mountain Dew Voltage for fans. But yeah, it's right. this is different. This 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 yeah, you can't get it. It's really good though. Um, but that, that, that Kevin's sounds, showing it up. That, that sounds like something that if if it, I mean I I don't like the the the, the high caffeine and the high, the high corn syrup content of, of Mountain Dew products, but that one sounds like that, that would be palatable. Kevin, if you've ever tried the like uh, Crown Royal uh, green apple liqueur, it tastes a lot like that. It's, yeah it's it's real good i mean i i uh i don't know it's it's a little su- less sweet than most most of the mountain dew but you know you would find it overbearingly sweet i'd imagine but it kind of like i don't know it tastes <laughs> it tastes like apple cider but also soda it's really good it's uh i don't know apple is such a great artificial flavor you know it's like it doesn't taste like real apple necessarily but it's like it's so much better than like i don't know strawberry or something you know there's a lot of artificial yeah. flavors that just taste kind of like weird yeah I, I i would i would give that a taste i i, mm. I you know the, the, when, when kevin when you gave us that big crate full of uh pepsis there was regular pepsi there was the cherry pepsi and there was the mango pepsi so i had this big palette of uh of pepsis which i would never buy for myself but then i was just like i would the, the cherry when i kind of got into i would just like have one in the fridge and you wake up and you're, you're like you're, you're thirsty you're dehydrated you're maybe a little hungover and you have a little bit of cherry pepsi just like a couple sips that kind of got the job done i i i, I kind of got into that and then again as i'm drinking a bit less my my sugar intake has gone crazy <laughs> so it, it's it, it would be dangerous for me to have sodas in the house now because i would just drink them all the goddamn time yeah well you won't be able to wait once Kevin sends you his patented box of sodas. Yeah, uh, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin show us. Behind me. Yeah, show us, Kevin. Uh, so I got in touch with a, a couple guys that run an exotic soda company who have sent me a cornucopia of unusual flavors, including, if you're talking about Pepsi here, Japan-flavored Pepsi. It's just called Pepsi Whoa. Japan Cola. I don't know what Japan tastes like, but we're going to find out. It's probably kind of like a sesame situation. Whoa, that could be good. Yeah. I want Japan Cola. That, that, that's just cool packaging. I like that. 
Oh man, the product packaging in Japan in Japan is so crazy. It's so much more detailed than you get out here. You know, it's awesome. Fanta, what is, is this? this? Fanta White. This is milk grape. What? I'm not. Okay, grape so there's yogurt, a picture maybe? of grapes. What's is that? What are you? What are you saying that is? That's yogurt. You think that is? There's like a I, bowl I of white. It looks. Like, I believe it's yogurt. Yes. Grape yogurt. Grape yeah. yogurt. But but not even like red grapes. These are green grapes. Yeah. Yes. No one's made green grape yogurt. Some Mountain Dew Flamin' Hot that oh, we're gonna try. Uh, well, we've actually we, gone and, and done. And the very limited edition Mountain Dew Spark we're gonna be trying too. <sighs> Fantastic. Yeah. That's like because a raspberry lemonade. Yeah. That, that 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 looks that looks like a concern. <laughs> and then we also have mojito flavored Seven Up coming too. Yeah. That's like, like a that. mint kind of. Mm -hmm. This is from China. What else is in a mojito? Rum and sugar and mint and so it is just mint and kind of bitter. Yeah. Um damn man. Kevin's gone off the off the deep end. I hope Kevin doesn't die. You know, Kevin might be the first to die if because uh, he's just he has the he has the resources to, you know, fund this lifestyle, not like us, you know. I've gone yeah, soda crazy, yeah. yes. Is is this just a novelty because of our podcast? Or are you, are you generally a, like a, a weird soda enthusiast? I mean, I've, whenever I see some crazy soda thing I've never heard of before, I have to get it. But no, I'm doing this right now just for us, so that we have you know something fun to talk about on the show. Fantastic! Did you, did you ever go to Galco's in Eagle Rock? Oh, whenever yeah. I'm in LA, yes. Galco's yeah. so good. They don't. They, they, I think they stopped making them. Uh, my favorite thing there, because for those of you who don't know, it's it's a it's a kind of a weird vintage soda emporium and also vintage candy. So they've got like you know goo goo clusters and you know like 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 candies from like the forties and fifties that you don't really find anywhere. And uh, there's a there's a, a root beer Nazi that runs the place, and he's very <laughs> very uh, enthusiastic about root beer, and he will really uh, tell you everything you want to know about sarsaparilla and, and whatnot. And uh, they used to uh, have the Dublin Dr. Peppers, a little small shorty bottles of Dr. Pepper from Dublin. Is it Ohio? Where, where, where's where's Dublin something? Dublin, Texas? Texas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I guess that plant finally is gone, right? And so they, they don't make the Dublin Dr. Peppers anymore. But they were like Mexican Cokes. They were just cane sugar. They weren't uh, corn syrup, and they're fucking great. Love yeah, those. Man. If you, Kevin, if you've got a black market line on Dublin Dr. Peppers, I will take some of those. <laughs> I'll see what I can do for you. All right. Yeah. Those are great. And they're, and they're small. You don't, you don't need the whole 12 ounces. They're like a little 8-ounce situation. It's, it's nice. Well, that's the thing. Like you were saying, you know, you take a couple sips of soda. That's probably how soda was intended, you know, before, like, this mm-hmm. giant rush to just fill Americans with sugar. <laughs> no, the, the way soda was originally intended was it was filled with cocaine. Uh, the, 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 can you imagine just being, like, just going into a soda fountain, like, down in your, on the corner of, you know, of you know bedford falls wherever the fuck you're from and uh, <laughs> walk in there and just get a glass full of coke and yeah. fucking yeah. rad because the, the original dr pepper commercials was 10 2 and 4 you're supposed to have one at 10 o'clock in the morning 2 p.m and 4 p.m and you're up all day because you were uh, rammed on fucking cocaine which is just good for the children it's very cool yeah and now you know kids these days now they got adderall you know same yeah. same kind of thing Ooh. Oh, get on that Mountain Dew Adderall flavor! <laughs> I, I, I Mountain Dew is I, teaming I, up with Adderall to bring you an exciting <laughs> new experience. Yeah, the the, the heart stopper. 
The first time I tried Adderall, I think I was with Dino and Dan at the Roost, the, the bar, and I, I made the awesome mistake of taking it at like 7 p.m. And at 5 a.m., I was uh, I was up. I was like, uh, I think I think I re-wallpapered the house. I, uh, I, I, I I needed tasks, and then I had a hangover for the rest of time. I don't I don't know how people do that shit. Yeah, Adderall is one of the... Th- I don't want to touch it. I mean, I do have ADHD, and I do want to get medicated for it, but I don't think I want to go the Adderall route. I don't know. I don't think that actually fixes ADD. <laughs> I think well, it I've, I, you know, I have a friend gives who has, you a different I, problem. I have a friend who has AD, either ADD or ADHD, and she takes Adderall. I don't know if she still does, but in the early days of Adderall, um, she took it because it was prescribed to her, and... Uh, because she was afflicted with uh, ADD or ADHD, it didn't get her high and coked up and all freaked out. It actually brought her memory deficit back. Like, 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 like she was remembering things again, and it, and right. it focused her. And she had, she could go right to bed on it. If I did it, I was up for two days. It was like doing just you know like a bag of coke, and uh, barf. A barf. You were a bag of barf. It's hard to imagine you barfing. Do you barf often? Um, not, 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 not as often as I'd like. No, yeah, I, I, no, I've, when, when, when I was really drinking heavily, like a couple months ago, the reason why I, I had to pull it, pull it back, I was like getting up in the morning and puking in the morning, mm-hmm. like not going home drunk puking, but like getting up in the morning and feeling so ill that I would puke. Yeah. And that was like, okay, this is bad. That, yeah. that, that, that is a no bueno. I'm a freak so, vomiter. I'm way too comfortable with vomiting. It's it's weird how casual I am about vomiting. I'll be walking down the street, you know, just go, bleh, you know, land it right into the gutter, not miss a beat, you know. What 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 brings that on? Uh, I, I smoke way too much pot, and if you smoke so much that you like get coughing, coughing fits, that can lead to vomiting. Also, it kind of ratchets up uh, acid reflux, and acid reflux can kind of cause you to kind of have you know a bit mm-hmm. of a wet burp kind of situation and so it just it when i was smoking really heavily it would just like it would happen so often it's like well i'm driving and now i have to throw up <laughs> so but yeah. you know not anymore yeah i i have a really really ready gag reflex i, I gag when i brush my teeth like if i get oh, my man. like if i if i if i like brush my tongue i will i will i, I almost barf every morning when i'm brushing my teeth mm-hmm. yeah Damn. i'd be like the i'd be like the worst gay guy I'd be the worst. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was, and then I was also wondering. I wonder if he uses this to to get out of of oral sex with women. Well, no, nothing. nothing, I think if you're doing it right with women, nothing long is going down your throat. Yeah, nothing's hitting your back. back Unless you know, it takes all kinds. Yeah. what else? No, if I had to, if I had to suck a dick, I would just be barfing all the time. I, I would, I, I would be the most selfish gay guy. I would want, I would expect my dick to be sucked, but that's, I would just be puking the whole, yeah. the whole, the whole night away. <laughs> puking. The night. Oh, Who yeah. told me the story? A friend of mine. Young gay guy, I think he'd just come out of the closet and went to the Castro in, in San Francisco for the first time and went into some bar. And I think it was like an afternoon, like it was daytime. And it, it's, a, it's a very busy, hopping you know, gay bar in the Castro, the, the, maybe the most famous of all gay districts in the world. And uh, and there, there was like 
above the bar there was like a second story and there was kind of like a gantry you know like, like, like a walkway like a balcony like you know I'm, I was like, you know, probably for people just dancing and you know hanging out and whatnot and there was mm -hmm. a um, I guess you know a top uh, and, and the alpha daddy of the, of the, of the duo was uh, having his uh, his hat blocks uh, his, his, his knob polished by a youngster uh, uh, the bottom of the group and he was getting his dick sucked up, up there like it's just sort of the whole bar to see and it, it's, 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 he's like really like forcing the, the dude like from the back of his head like down and you know t taking the whole measure and uh and then as they're ordering drinks all of a sudden there's this big this big, big spill happens all over the bar like somebody had like poured a drink out but it wasn't a drink the guy had been peeing inside the younger guy's mouth and the and guy finally up. gagged and and like coughed it all up and it went over the railing and just piss out of this guy's mouth lands on people's drinks and on the bartender's head and all over the bar and the bartender took it with great sang-froid and just like oh god damn it and so you know took a rag out and wiped it up and the quote that i shall not soon forget that my friend overheard from upstairs is the uh, the guy who was getting his dick sucked said to the other one who taught you how to drink piss <laughs> um that was that was that was his first experience in a, in a, in a castro gay bar so that's pretty, getting, that's pretty fucking that's rough and tumble yeah the the quote that will stick out in my head is that the gentleman was getting his hat blocked i think you said <laughs> which is simply incredible i i got that from a, a groucho marx bi uh biography and that's what that's how he like chico would frequently call his wife um, while he was getting his dick sucked by a showgirl on the road. So they'd be out touring, doing wow. vaudeville. And his favorite thing was to call up the family while he was, as Grusha said, getting his hat blocked. So That's fucked. Chico's yeah, fucked. He, yeah, that's why, he, that's why he was named Chico. He liked the chicks. He, chases, he was a chicken chaser. Yeah. But, and, of course, for the folks at home, a hat block is used to shape a hat. You kind of ram a hat over the hat block to kind of form form the, the 3D curvature of, of a hat. So I've got to get this hat. i got to get this, this hat. This hat needs to get blocked because it's, 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 it's lost its shape. But you'd think that there'd be places in L.A. that you could just go to and get your hat steamed and, and cleaned and blocked and all that jazz. But strangely, no. Mm -hmm. You know where i got to go? Like the Fairfax district, like the big Jewish neighborhood, because all those dudes have kick-ass hats. Yeah, those There's got to be, there, there have to be some awesome Jewish uh, milliners and milleries and, and hat blockers. So also, let I'm gonna, me know. If, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to okay. go there and totally get my dick sucked, too. <laughs> let me know if this is anti-Semitic, but I've always wanted to go <laughs> into the Fairfax neighborhood and just wear kind of like the same clothing as like, like, you know, the Orthodox Jews and just see if people think that I, you know, see if I can pass. Your, your beard is legitimate enough to, I think that you would totally get a pass on that. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I love driving through that neighborhood. I was just there uh, yesterday and uh, I love the fact that, that like even in really hot weather, they just have badass coats and like super fucking groovy hats. Uh, what's the one? Is it a shimmel or the schlemmel? Shlemiel? Shlemazel? Uh, it's, 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 it's the big furry one. It's fucking, it's just like, oh yeah. I think, any, I think you know, I, I don't know much about ju ju Judaism, you know, I, I'm not as up on the on the Torah and the Talmud as I ought to be, but uh, I do like any religion that's based on fashion as much as that is because it's like they, they look good. They make a fucking effort. Everybody yeah. looks, everyone everyone looks sharp. 
I think that's one of the one of the big uh, big uh, good parts about religion is the the fashion, you know, and that's that's drifted away a lot from like modern yeah. uh, practicing of religion. Yeah, it's like about when the I was when, when when I went through my born again phase when I was in like early college and stuff, um, I started going to church, but it was like it was like white people church where not only was there no sense of fashion, it was the opposite. It was like, every, like the, the band was like white guys with dreadlocks and it was like, it was, everyone looked like they were like, like ersatz chili peppers. And like, that's not, that's not religion to me as a white dude playing bass with, with dreadlocks and you're sitting on a oh. folding chair underneath fluorescent lighting. That's, that's not cool. Man. No, that, that is religion to me is reliant K that's, that's God right there. You know, in those What's fucking guitar licks. <laughs> I did. I did a few times go with a friend of mine who's black. Uh, she took me to like the AME churches, like the the, the really big black churches in Inglewood and uh, Linwood and stuff like that. And the ladies in the front couple rows of those churches, they get fucking dressed up like it's 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 full on Easter parade, big ass hats and like just feathers and stuff like that. It's really really great. I hear they have really yeah. good food at those churches. I don't think I ever ate there, but the the, the music was great, and uh, I, I really dug it. And this was like, this was back when there was still like a lot of really heavy gang activity everywhere. I mean, there still is in in that, in that neighborhood, particularly. Yeah, but LA was a lot worse. Yeah, it was really bad, and I, I was the only white guy there. And you know, there were several hundred people at the, in this congregation, and everybody was so like, not just nice, but like. They they were really they went, went way out of their way to make me feel welcome and also just like they, they thought it was cool that I thought it was okay to go do that I, I was like, like am I kind of appropriating this even just by being here or was it like is this something that should I should just let you guys have your thing and not not invade it with my whiteness and shit like that but they were they couldn't have been cooler about it yeah and, that was uh, before all that discourse started yeah well at least for me yeah. Um, it was it was it was cool like like what there's a uh, no sorry uh, joseph campbell was talking talking about uh like he went to some big religious conference you know i don't know if this is back in like the 50s or 60s or whatever 70s um and it was in uh japan like maybe kyoto or something like that and all the big uh, religions from around the world were represented there and stuff. And so everyone, every, everyone's there kind of discussing theology and discussing what's similar about the, you know, and he's a big comparative mythologist and religious guy, like finding the similarities throughout the, all these stories that, are, that, that humans all share in common. And uh, so, you know, you've got your, your Jews and your Muslims and your Hindus and your everything. And the hosts were a lot of uh, Shinto, Japanese. And... Which is also a new flavor of Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew Shinto. <laughs> um, Snap into a Shinto. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're going around talking about their, 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 their theologies and whatnot. And somebody, I think it was like an Irish Catholic or I don't know, a Catholic priest, asked the Shinto scholar, like, what is your theology? And the Shinto person thought about it for a second and said, I don't think we have one. We dance. I like that. That's that's a religion I could get down for. Um, I thought that was going to be some sort of weird cheap punchline. Like you're like, oh, the Shinto, the the priest is talking to a Shinto, you right. know, and then you're like, and then he says, yeah, but it was it was very earnest. Dino and I were at the uh, drawing room a little earlier, and I, I guess today I found out. Well, as as we record this on uh, on Sunday, whatever the date is today, um, 
it's National Pirate Appreciation Day or something like that. So we were, we were telling all the pirate jokes we know. We tried to write a few new pirate jokes, and they uh, they weren't they weren't particularly good. Uh, let's see if I can remember. What do you call a guy that a a African American pirate dates, or a girl that an African American gay guy pirate dates, so people don't know that he's gay? A black beard. beard. Oh, a black beard. Yeah. Almost so there. that 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 was the level of what we were doing. Uh, Dino's offering was pretty good. Um, what do you call a pirate that uses carpet samples to hold up his pants? Uh, I don't know. A swatch buckler. <laughs> ah. I like that one. I anyway. heard that uh, that Apple was making a new accessory for pirates called the eye patch. Oh, did you did you make that up just just now? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Thank you. I like that one. Um, you know what a pirate's know. favorite the pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet is? I know this one. Kevin? W. They love W for some reason. It's, it's like good. you ask any pirate W. That's their favorite letter. <laughs> it's the most superstitious of letters. <sighs> you know, in Spanish, they call it double V. What the fuck du- is that? D- d- yeah, double V. Double V? It's it a U. More- Come on. <laughs> no, no. no it, looks, it looks more like a V than a U. I think the Spanish-speaking... Countries look at us go double U. Come on, it's a fucking V. <laughs> That's yeah. I I wonder if there's like a estas yeah happendos, and then there's people doing the same thing. You know, what's the deal with this? These Englishmen's calling it W. Yeah, estas happendos. I don't even think the Spanish they don't they don't use W. They don't use K or W, do they? They te- they have the letters. I don't know how much they yeah. use them, but I do like it. They have it in the alphabet. I, I think oh. I don't know. Do you guys I mean, want to play D and D? Yeah, let's play some D and D. We didn't we didn't we didn't play last time. Yeah, I was afraid you wouldn't want to play anymore. I was like, oh no, no, no. I was just oh, can I can I do a little health update real quick, please? Oh yes, yes. I, I yeah, I text you. I text you after the surgery, but yeah, I, f- I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, what's up? So I. I, I had my surgery. Everything went great. I, I, they put me under general anesthesia. The, the doctors at USC Keck Medicine are fucking great. And it was just, it was actually like, it was a very enjoyable experience, if you can imagine. <laughs> I, 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 I felt, I, I had watched Dr. Death on Apple Plus TV or whatever that was on. Was it, was it, was it Apple Plus, Paramount? Whatever the uh, fuck it was on. Apple TV, probably. Yeah, I don't know. TV um, Plus? It's not, not a great thing to watch before you, you go into surgery because it's about doctors fucking your shit up. But uh, <laughs> these doctors were great. And when I came out of the, the surgery, because I had this lump of weird blood vessels, this big growth in my fucking right nostril that was completely blocked up my nostril. And I had to get it out before I went on tour because I can't really breathe. And it's hard to sing when you're, you don't have any sinuses, like airspace and shit. So uh, went in there to get that done and woke up and they, they had stuffed this like kind of packing material like this gauzy shit that's supposed to uh, dissolve on its own and it kind of had this weird um almost kind of styrofoamy consistency 
like it wasn't just like papery gauzy material it was just kind of a weird space age synthetic you know polymers Foam. And yeah yeah kind of foamy and they're like, they're like don't fuck with it it'll it'll clear itself up but it, it's a, i've just this morning and it's been when did i go in almost a week ago uh went in there so it was up there and I couldn't really breathe and you could see it up there and little bits of it were starting to come out and I was like oh god I just want this to fucking come out this morning I blew my nose and all of it just came out in a big chunk this big awesome gloppy foamy it was so satisfying you ever like when you like when you blow your nose and you just get like that one really satisfying blow where everything comes out multiply that times a million it was so good so. Yeah, that's that's always the sad. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way, but sometimes you get it and you're like, "Oh, I'm done here." And it's like, "I don't, you know, now I'm done. I can go on with my day." And it's not like I have to, you know, finish cleaning up or whatever, you know. <laughs> so anyway, a uh, uh, big success and uh and then hopefully when I come back in December, I'm going to get my uh my septum, I'm going to get my septoplasty and straighten up my septum so I can really breathe again because right now right. my septum is just completely fucked up. Yeah, I was gonna say now that the gauze is gone, how's your breathing? Is it is it still can, fucked I, because I, of something? I have two I have two functioning nostrils right now. It's fucking awesome. It's really a relief. Yeah, it must be. Nice. And again, I will add again, like I said last time, there are, I have friends, and we all do uh, that are going through actual, real medical troubles and scary shit. This is something that's such a minor thing, and yet I still complain. But uh, uh, it's 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 no fun when you when your shit ain't working right. Yeah, not me, man. I have no friends, and I do that intentionally so I can be the most pathetic one that I'm aware of. Nice. I always get to complain. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't remember what happened to D and D. Kevin, what happened in D and D? Uh, we we ended up back in town, and we kind of were wrapping things up a little bit. So I don't think we really ended on a cliffhanger or anything, did we? Yeah, I don't all think I it was. All I have is. Pink Eye, Back to Salt Marsh, Council of Olds, and Old Hush Money is there. That's right. That's all I have. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. You guys are both right. Is, there, our last meeting wasn't super uh, exciting. But, but we, 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 we have those... Um, the we bars. Got the, the gold bars. Uh, yeah. The electron ingots, or what, what were those called? And the, yep, electrum ingots. Electrum ingots and so we got, yeah so we, we we got some swag and shit like that. So did we sort it all out with them? Did they pay us? And are we, are we all good? Uh, not quite. Um, yeah. So well, it's easier. The thing is, it's easier to just explain it without music, but it's less theatrical, you know. So it's like, what's this? That's the trade-off. Um, well, do you want to hit the music then? Sure. Maybe I can fill you in after. Yeah. Uh, okay. What? What? What are you looking at? Last time on That Happens. Uh, yeah, no, our heroes, they had been on a mission to stop the smugglers, a mission that they themselves hired themselves for. They were like, what if we could stop the smugglers and you paid us money? And they were like, okay, that sounds fine. And so they went off to the pirate ship, or I guess it was a smuggler ship, not really a pirate ship. And they, they, uh, they killed a bunch of people and, uh, they, they requisitioned the ship and then crazy bees showed up. And, uh, then they, they, they dealt with that and then it was over. Um, so yeah, they had a ship. And then they were like, let's take this ship. And uh, 
They met with Crunch and his friend Oculon, and then they went home back to Saltmarsh with the ship and all the ship's stolen goods. As as they moored at the ship, they talked to freaking Hush Money, who is like, "Hey, you know, uh, you could give your report, bring bring all the goods, and we'll we'll pay you for your job." And then our heroes were like that sounds good and walked away but then they were like wait what if we could sell this stuff on the black market for more money is there any way like what should we do should we give them the stuff and take our prize or should we just say you know should we give some of them the stuff and 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 sell some of the stuff on the black market that was kind of the conversation in the air is are they going to give us top dollar for all these precious good re- goods we are covered or do we have other options so that's kind of what the situation was now all right well i don't think we want to get bogged down and like haggling with the black market and stuff like that to get a better price i, I you know i'm i'm a swashbuckler i i uh i want to buckle the swashes and uh daring the do's and cling clangs and stuff like that um i don't know i, I what do you guys think i, mean, I feel like you I know, this know. stuff doesn't belong to us and if you know, this was stolen from them. We should return it to them, and if we can get a reward for it, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, so why, why don't we? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's, we, we would need a few extra hands to uh, to help us unload the ship and bring it back to the Council of Olds, right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Okay, so I, I say to uh, who am I talking to? Uh, old old Crunch or you're with uh, you're with Big Copper and uh, John Johnny DeFever. Right, but uh, the, the, who's who's top person at the at the Council of Olds? Oh, you were talking to you were talking to Big uh, to Hush Money. He said, "Bring all the stuff and tell us what happened." You know. Okay, uh, hey Hush Money, uh, g- give us a few extra hands to come to help us unload the boat. We'll give you y- your stuff back, and uh, and uh, y- you'll pay us, and, uh, and and we'll call it a day. All right, take a slimy whiner and quick man. All right, you so, see, uh, you see a tall and a short man kind of walk walk waddle over to you with not really any sense of urgency. Okay. Uh, follow us to the boat and uh, help us carry uh, carry the, carry the goods back. All right, you get to the freaking boat. Uh, man, I don't know where any of my notes are, but I remember what happened. Um, you get to the freaking boat, and on the ship, you can see there's there's kind of there's kind of shouting, and you can see a bunch of people. They're watching a spectacle, but the spectacle is above your head, so you can't see up that high. But you know something's going on on the deck of the ship. Um, I board the ship. All right, climbing up, you can see that most of the most of the crew of the ship. You know, you haven't met most of this crew, so you're seeing, uh, you're seeing what is it? I think there's five people, um, but there's also extra people that you did you weren't aware of. You see a freaking blue elf. This is what's known as an aquatic elf. Um, they they can breathe water and live under the ocean. Otherwise, they're kind of elf-like. And you can see he's being held back by one of the crew members, um, and he's trying to like he's like he's he's itching for a fight. You know, he's trying to throw himself at three lizard men. There's three lizard men on the the, the sh- deck of the ship, and they're just kind of you know they're huddled up near each other they don't look terrified but they're not sure what's going on um and they're just kind of hissing and draconic so so these lizardmen would have been people that were on board the ship the whole time yeah you get the sense that they were on the ship somehow uh i i, I go up to the lizardmen and say what the hell's going on what, 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 what's what's happening 
they hiss at you in draconic. Do you speak draconic? I don't believe so. Okay. Um, no, I do not. Meanwhile, the aquatic elf is, uh, or sea elf, I guess they're also called, um, is is cussing an elven. Is the, the leader of the ship was Fal Frithel, right? Is he there? Uh, oh, a- as it happens, he's dead on the floor. You can see a dagger in his back. What? I should have mentioned that. <laughs> this is why you have notes. This is why I need notes. Fal Frithel. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he's dead? Yeah, he's dead. You're not sure what happened. Actually, judging by the position, uh, he he definitely died somewhere near the elf. Um, I take the dagger out and examine the dagger. Oh, it's a fine, it's a fine, uh, a finely engraved dagger. It's it's really impressively built. It has kind of some of the hallmarks of what you associate with elvish design, but it's it's also kind of alien to that. It doesn't have you know these kind of sweeping branch motifs and kind of like kind of like organic natural kind of plant like curves that that are associated with uh, some kind of uh, design of el- elf make. So it's 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 elvish, but it it has differences. Gotcha. Um, am I in shouting range to the to the to the aquatic elf? Yeah. I I yell, uh, "Hey, fuckface!" He, <laughs> he he he, you know, you have his attention. Uh, what's uh, what seems to be the problem? Why you why are you killing people aboard my ship? He starts gesturing and yelling in um in Elvish and he's pointing he's pointing at the dead guy and he's pointing at the at the lizards and he's pointing at his dick and um and yeah you can't tell what he's saying but uh, uh I guess you can right uh, yeah, John because yeah, you well, I'm an elf but I don't have any languages listed it but elves so. can speak Elvish so you you okay. presumably can speak Elvish in common. Um, okay. So yeah, I guess you can hear him. He's saying, "These motherfuckers—they kidnapped me! Jesus Christ! I've been—I don't even know. I've just been stuffed in a secret compartment below decks for days. I haven't eaten fucking anything in three days. Uh, is it, this is the guy. What did it? What's your name? Oceanus. That's in English. He says that in English. Okay. Okay, Oceanus. Um, look. I don't mean you any harm. Neither, neither do my friends here. Um, we 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 commandeered this ship because there was smuggling activities going aboard. So we're just here to unload some stuff and return it to the rightful owners. Oh wow! We wait. You killed the you killed these guys. He's you know he's he's using uh, Kevin as a go between. You know, like an interpreter. He's right. like you killed you killed these boat guys. We killed we killed bees. We killed some boat guys. We we we, we kicked a lot of ass. Oh, well, I have you to thank then. I probably would have starved to death. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. Hey, wh- why don't you uh, come on down here and uh, we'll get you safely uh, ashore and uh, let- let's let's stop the bloodshed aboard uh, aboard my boat. Yeah, but there are three more people that I would really love to kill. Who? who? And he points at the lizard men. Um... Uh, knock yourself out. <laughs> it's the, it sounds like you've got more of a, of a backstory with these guys than we do. Uh, I, I, all I know is that um, I, I had enough of this crew to help us get back to shore 
uh, to unload the uh, the material that we that we that we retrieved. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if you get a score to settle with lizard men, it's, it's uh, who am I to judge? Okay, so two of the crewmen that are holding back uh, Oceanus from engaging in more violence kind of look at you. They're like, "He let him let him go." Look, I I don't I don't know you guys. I don't you know you lizard people. Is an elf freaking out? I'm like, uh... you're the captain. They let him go, and he grabs the dagger and immediately like starts attacking. Uh, he jumps on one of the lizard folks, and then the other lizard folks uh, they jump on top of him, and. Oh boy, it's violent. Who knows who's winning? Okay, they're all um, dead now. They all died. Now they're all dead. They all, all killed each other. Yeah, even the elf. Mm-hmm. I, I turn to Johnny Fever and uh, Big Copper. I go, you know, some some problems just kind of solve themselves. <laughs> That's the <thing>. Yeah. <laughs> So just being uh, a good cap, a good captain is knowing when not to captain too hard. <laughs> you, uh, you, you, you're speaking to the choir, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes when you when you're when you're tacking your ship and you're you're coming about to the to the lee side, and sometimes instead of working the wheel too hard, you just let go and let the helm turn itself, and and and, and let the wind and the water do the work for you, man. Uh, that, that's that, that's sometimes that's 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 the easiest way to get things done. Um, hey, uh, you guys, clean up that lizard people mess and uh, the and the and the elf. And uh, I, I want I want to keep that dagger though. That's a pretty groovy dagger. So I I, I stash that dagger. We search the elf's body real quick too before they get thrown off. Oh, he's been he's been uh, yeah he doesn't have anything on him because he's been held prisoner. Um, he uh, he either snuck that dagger or something. You know you don't know how he has the dagger, but he he's completely empty anyway. Otherwise, yeah. Do you think do you, th- you think he keistered it? <laughs> he might have, or yeah. Um, do you want to roll an insight check to see if you think he keistered it? I just, I just rolled a one. All right, he keistered it. <laughs> <laughs> I I gently put the dagger just down, <laughs> and I just I kind of wipe my hands on on like the the, the, the nearest bit of sailcloth I can find. <laughs> All right, so um, the two guys uh, whose name I totally remember. Um, they start they start unloading all this stuff and uh, you know they they get it onto a cart that they can roll over to the town council meeting. Um, You're talking about and, Slimy Winer and Quickman, right? <laughs> I definitely remember Quickman. Yeah, Slimy Winer and Quickman. That's why you take notes, everybody. <laughs> yeah, you're you're one of the kings of taking notes. I think uh, you the notes you take pay off really well. I've found you know. That's why Bone Weevil kicked so much ass in Harmon Quest, everybody, because my note taking was extensive. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um yeah. so so yeah, so so slimy winer's like, all right, uh, you you guys ready to get paid? <laughs> Let's go get paid, bitches. All right, so you roll the cart uh into the you know the town the town uh hall, the the council of olds, council building, and the council is gathered and um you know, they see as you bring in the cart, they're like, ooh, and, you know, ooing and eyeing and, and applause breaks out. And then Hush Money is like, please, please, gentlemen, why don't you tell us exactly what went down? Uh, we, we tell them. All right. So you kind of explain. Oh, man. And then the crazy bees. Holy shit. And they're like, oh, well, sounds like quite the story. 
quite an adventure, but that's what makes you adventurers. Absolutely. So, little matter of us of us getting paid, and we'll, we we will be out of your hair. And uh, wait, I forget, Spencer. Let, let, let table talk it for a second here. When, when we first came into town, we we were getting treated like second class citizens. We had to join a union or some shit, or like they, they were treating us like we were bad people. Like, are we are we in good standing now with these people? I think you're in good standing. I don't know what you were just talking about. That's not my recollection, but that might have been the case. Um, but yeah, you're definitely you've you've now done two two you know good jobs for the town. Um, and yeah, the 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 council of olds definitely views you favorably. Um, um, but yeah, I, I say to um, I say to the to hush money and to all the council of olds uh, people. Um, in addition to the payment, I'm um, as, as part of uh, standard uh, adventuring practice and, and 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 payment. I'm keeping that ship. The ship is now my property because I, I I'm the one that that, uh, that commandeered it. So uh, I'll, I'll be having that ship. And uh, if there's nothing else that you guys want from us, so uh, we, we we might just be sailing on and looking for more adventure. So upon saying this, like, you know, a big harumphing kind of breaks out of indignation. How dare the call the nerve of this person. And then um, and then Hush Money says, now, now he did say I'll be taking it. So our hands are tied. (laughs) Now there's a matter of payment. Yes. He he quickly tallies up, you know, he's he has a clipboard, he's tallying up the, you know, the goods, he's looking at the stuff and uh he's like, mm, and he pulls out a bag, a bag that you would estimate to have 700 gold pieces in it. Awesome. And he kind of holds it out to you uh, uh tantalizingly. But before you can grab the money, you hear a huge fucking explosion rock the whole uh boardwalk on on uh, upon which the the council building is situated. And when that happens, he's like, "Ah!" And then he uh he glares at you and snatches the the bag of money back. And he's like, "What did you do?" I didn't do shit. Oh, okay. So people just show up with new ships, and then explosions follow, and none of that's related. I, I I take a look outside and see where the explosion came from. All right. Um, you can see smoke rising. Um, from the docks. You can't tell, but it's the direction of Walter Salmore's uh fishing company. Walter Salmore. Yeah, he's the guy that you got his boat, and uh, he's like, we got to save the day, and then he got murdered. All right. But so, yeah, murdered guy, it was in that direction. But yeah, you don't you don't know if that's where it was. But you well, can hear said, screaming look, and people running. I I, uh, I I reach out and, and try to take the money, the, 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 the 700 GP in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the bag. But you ran outside. Are you go, going back inside? Yeah, I go back and say, hey, look, uh, something, something blew up. It's got nothing to do with me. I'll be taking the money. We'll be getting out of here. What if here's a what if you deal with this and then I'll double your money? OK, well, then give me the, give me that first. I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to the, to, to, to the down payment and I'll, I'll collect another 700 when, when, when we go investigate. What if you hold on to half of it and I what hold on you, to the uh, other half? What if you uh, lick it, suck it, put it in a bucket, and fuck it? Give me the goddamn money. <laughs> he's he's clutching the money. He's not. He doesn't want to give it. 
Fuck. He's like, please, I swear, I will give you, I'll give you all of it, and I will give you half now. That's, the, you know, I'm trustworthy. I'm not, you know, liable to go sailing away on a brand new boat, leaving an entire town to suffer a fate. You know, that's not, that's not what I'm going to do. Okay. Look, just hold on to the money and just, I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. But, but believe me, man, the last people that tried to screw with us, uh, they're, they're, they're at the bottom of the ocean right now. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Just, go go, yeah. go ahead. I'll be okay. hiding in the closet. Okay. Hey, guys, let's go check out this explosion. We, we, it looks like we, 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 we might, might make a little extra money on this. You guys okay with that? You know it, baby. <laughs> All right. So, Johnny, um, Johnny Fever, you good, you, good, you good to go? Yep. Let's do it. All right. Well, we, we, we go marching off towards the docks and t- t- towards where the explosion seemed to have occurred. All right. Yeah. Once you get by some of the buildings, you can see that it's definitely his kind of like fishing company. It's a pretty big kind of warehouse and fish processing plant. And then it has like a big yard. And also it has its own kind of um, docks um, to dock to that are like part of the property. And it's just it's all on fire. Um, People are screaming, running, and you can see dead bodies. Um, There are two empty kind of like long boats that are like up at the docks um but you can't see anyone you know there's no one in them and but then you can also see um two pirate ships with um each of the pirate ships have four cannons that are trained on the uh the shore and they're they're kind of firing at um at the shore just kind of indiscriminately um yeah oh so so the, the, it's a it's a ship to shore uh, attack going on going on right now yeah Damn. Um, do I, I I look around to see if anybody like that seems to know like like a local and says anybody know who these ships belong to who's who's attacking who right now? Um, uh, uh, no one. People are just running and screaming. Um, but then uh, uh, Barbara Poolish, who was one of the city guards that helped you invade the ship, she shows up. So yeah, she's just like a police officer basically, and she's like, "Oh my God, what the fuck is going on? Uh, what, do you know what the situation is?" Are you asking me? Yeah, she. That's what I, she says. I have. I have no idea. That's what she said. I. I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, I, I was just trying to get paid over the at the Council of Olds, and now things are blowing up. Do you, do you recognize these ships? She. She squints and she says, "Like." Uh, she's like, "Wait, what?" And then she's like, "Mother of God, it's him." Him who? Ugh. She shudders and is like, "Oh, he. No one knows his true name. Only that he goes by." Nightshade. Nightshade. Mm-hmm. So he's a tomato. One, <laughs> yeah, one of the most dangerous uh, suckers on the high seas. Nightshade leaves no one alive and uh, has no grudges because he kills all of his grudges. What 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 grudge would he have with a fishing company? Oh, hard to say, really. Um, We're looking at a five. Okay, <laughs> Kevin just put on a five minute, and it put, first it started with a five second countdown, and I was like, "Oh, is the show going to end in two seconds?" <laughs> but okay, we got five minutes. It looks like. Sorry. Are, are, are they are they still firing, or is it was it just did they did they just fire once, blow up the the fishery, and then uh, the fish fishing company, and, and that that was it. 
Um, they the, no, they're still they're still firing. They're kind of they're firing on the rest of the, the the shore too. So yeah, so like you're seeing cannonballs kind of explode things, um, and then also uh, the occasional like flaming arrow kind of is is shot onto the shore. Like fires are starting. Are there are there cannon aboard my ship? Uh, no. Hmm. That's not good. Um, well, I, I say to Barbara Poolish, I'm like, well, if, if you're if you're law enforcement around, isn't it your job to kind of keep the peace and 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 and, uh, and deal with Nightshade over there? Oh, oh man, we're gonna have to. I'm afraid we've we thought we could uh, you know get by just you know hoping to stay out of this sight, but I don't think you know this will this will keep going. Either you know they're gonna go down or. The city's gonna burn. You know what I'm saying? But you're right. And she just dashes off um, towards, you know, a flaming building. Hmm. Um. I I, I follow her. Okay. Um, she rounds a corner and, uh, and you can see, uh, she's like she's uh, engaged in combat with a bunch of armed. Um, they look like mercenaries. They actually look a lot like the highwaymen um, you encountered ages ago. So they're kind of wearing these old military outfits with white and red kind of fatigues. Like uh, they're kind of like homeless soldiers or something. They have this kind of like this kind of rough uniform from 20 years ago that they're all kind of. It's not super uh, like contained, but like uh, like like there's style, you know. <sighs> I don't know. How do I say this? You know, it's not like the same exact uniform, but they all kind of look like themed. You know, it's like the same kind yeah, of vibe. I got you. I got you. Sorry. Um, and how many of them are there? Uh, there's seven of them. Um, and there's also a bunch of corpses. There's You can see two of them have died, but there's probably about 10 people that have died. That So the, like these mercenaries look, looking dudes, these would have been people that were, that were aboard those ships? Yeah, you get the sense that there's these long, long ships and they must have, you know, there must have been a couple long ships that were like invading parties or raiding parties. Ah, okay. Um, does, uh, does Barbara Foolish have any backup? Is she just by herself? No, she, she has, a, she has no backup, but she pulls out a club. Um, and, uh, yeah, she starts throwing herself at these guys. Um, I just, because, I, you know, just my natural uh, swashbuckling instincts kick in, and uh, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't like to see somebody fight, you know, under understaffed, you know, <clears throat> like she, she's going to be the underdog on this fight. So I, just to even the score, I, I, I just jump right in and, and, and get in there with her. And I, I, I pull out my, uh, I pull out my, uh, my short bow. All right, what do you want to shoot? Um, one of the mercenaries. All right. Do you have your dice? I do, and that would be seventeen. That'll hit. Roll, uh, roll damage. What, what, what am I rolling here? D one D eight. I want to say. Oh, one D six. Sorry. Shit. Uh, just one. Oh, plus four. <laughs> oh, so five. Okay. So he lodges in a guy's shoulder, and he's like, "Ah, fuck." Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you want to do anything, uh, Johnny DeFever? I mean, I, I guess I should probably help attack and cast Scorching Ray on them. All right. Oh, right. shit. That's a good spell. That's going to waste <laughs> them, yeah. All right. So, I, let's see. I rolled d 20 first, right? Yeah. Okay. So, it's 16 plus 4 plus 2. So, that's 22. That'll hit. And then I do 2d6 per target. How, how many are there? There's seven guys, I think I said. 
Okay, so let's just pick the first one. Okay. And that's a six. And uh -huh. a six. So that's uh -huh. twelve at least. And there, is there a bonus on top of that? You're rolling all together, you're rolling six dice. Okay. So it's six plus six, three. So that is 12, 15. Plus another six. That's 21. Plus two, 24. Another six. Jesus 30. Christ. I guess it is Those are some hot spell. dice. Yeah. All right. Um, you 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 point your finger and this tiny bolt of, of fire leaps towards him. And the second it touches him, he literally explodes like as if he was made out of gasoline. He just yeah. explodes, showering everyone in gore and vomit. And um, it's it, it, you could tell this is put off the rating party like they're they're traumatized. Um, yeah, I guess that's a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger! All right, we, we end in some, in some combat. Johnny Fever comes out swinging hard. Fantastic. Um, great to see you guys again. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to some serious uh, combat next uh, next time we meet. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think. I, do I have two? Do I have two more before I leave town, or just one more of these before I before I hit the road? I think it's one, but it might be two. I leave on the 28th, so yeah, I think it's just yeah, one, maybe just one, one. Yeah, but you know, I'll, I'll be around. We're, we're, we're going to figure out a way, Hapuccinos, uh, for me to be involved when I'm on the road. It's good. It's the, For the first few weeks, it's really, really busy because we're making up for all the time we lost uh, during COVID and shit. So, um, yeah, and we want to know how, how your routine is, you know, and it's like whether you can pick up and how we can fit and what we can fit or whatever. Yeah, so we'll just we'll see what it is. If, yeah, I mean, think, you know. maybe the way to go is it, 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 it might not be as regular as um, like we do it on a Sunday because I, I, like, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll have shows on most Sundays. So yeah. maybe on nights that I have off that we, we can just kind of record something and then drop it on us on, you know, on, on our regular time. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try and figure that out. Um, but it, it'll definitely be interesting. And even if you uh, like Jeff um, more than me, you know, no reason not to listen to these episodes. <laughs> and even if you like specially requested a team Jeff flair, because for some weird reason, you think that it's really necessary to divide us, you know, and then throw support behind one of us, you know, and that person is Jeff, you know, I think you'd still enjoy these episodes, you know, like even if like, and, and, and let me just say, trying to divide up our fans into team Jeff and team Spencer. That's totally a Spencer move. That's team Spencer talk. You know, that's not what I, a team I, Jeff this, would do. Uh, this, this smacks with something that you've been planning from the very beginning. And this is, this is all part of your master program. <laughs> no, here. this is not my plan. This is a reference for two people. Why am I doing this? I don't know. Um, the, don't worry about it though. It's, it's, I'm, I'm yelling at people online essentially is what I'm doing right now. Oh, gotcha. Um, but yeah, you, <laughs> Jeff has a Patreon. <laughs> I don't know what else. Uh, oh, who's 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 live? You yeah, know, your, your schedule is on your if, Insta. If you go to who's live anyway, w h o s e live any oh no who's live dot com. It's just no anyway who's live dot com. All of our dates are on there, and we are all over North America uh, between now and the middle of twenty twenty two, and 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 hopefully. Uh, and beyond so uh please uh come on out drop us a line on on like either discord or whatever and if it's possible maybe i'll throw some comps your way uh i would love to see you guys out there doing our show and uh maybe we can uh, hook up get a drink drink some mountain dew and uh we can all block each other's hats <laughs> all right yeah smoke back salt <laughs> bye guys love you all <laughs>